Welcome, everybody, to the 34th episode of Spurbs Herbs by Hugu Kim Tong or Lily Bulb Decoction to Preserve the Metals. This is an interesting episode. And as always, I am your presenter, Dr. Greg Sperber. And without further ado, let's get into today's activities. So today's episode, we will be looking at a very interesting formula, Baihe Gu Tang, or Lily Bulb Decoction to Preserve the Metal. This is a formula that uses Baihe, or Lily Bulb, an herb used in one of the first family of formulas, though this formula is much more recent than that. It's not part of that family, but we're gonna talk about that family anyways. Keep listening, and we will dive into this formula, and of course, we will have something a little different. We will be discussing this formula family and its importance in Chinese medicine. It's a very interesting uh, family, so we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do, I have a couple questions for you. Have you ever wanted to give herbs to a patient on drugs? Do you have the knowledge and tools to do that effectively and safely? I am finishing up my Drug Herb webinar series, which gives you real-world tools to answer these questions. As a beginning, the first course will give you an in-depth overview of how drugs, and by the same token, how herbs work on the body. The second course focuses on drug-herb interactions and gives you a unique, powerful, real-world tool for assessing them. This knowledge should be in every practitioner's toolkit, so I'm going to give you these first two courses, six hours of CUs for 30% off the regular already low price. Just go to www.integrativemedicinecouncil.org. That's integrativemedicinecouncil.org slash 32 and get your discount right now. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Baihe Bing. So today, we're going to talk about an interesting group of disorders known as Baihe Bing. This has a couple of translations. The first is the direct translation of 100 union disease. That's what Baihe means. Uh, Bai means 100, He means union, and Bing means disease. So it is a direct translation, 100 union disease, probably referring to the 100 vessels and the fact that this disease affects them. So that 100 vessels, by the way, that is from the original uh, text, so it makes sense that that is one of the translations. The other, however, is a reference to the Chinese herb lily bulbus, which is the main herb we're gonna be talking about today, where Bai He is its Chinese name and is used in all the formulas to treat this disease. So that's Bai He, same Bai He, same words, same characters, um, it means 100 union, but it actually refers to this herb. So in this case, it can and is translated as lily disease or lily bulb disease. And so you will see this as both, 100 union disease, as is written in the Jingwei, which we're just going to talk about in just a minute, and also lily disease or lily bulb disease as a translation in other texts as well. Historically, this disease category was originally written about in the Jingwei Yao, Yao Lue, or Essential Prescriptions of the Golden Cabinet. This is the foundational text for Chinese herbal formulas. 
I, at least existing. There may be a, have been other herbal formula books, but this is the earliest one existing. And combined with the Shang Hun Mung, which were originally one book, is the first existing book on herbal formulas, written by Zhang Zhang Jing in the second century CE. So this is uh, 200 years CE. So basically, this disease just is described in one of the most important texts in Chinese medicine, foundational text in Chinese medicine. Having said this, our formula for today, Bai He Gu Jin Tang, does not treat this disease, nor is it mentioned or similar to the formulas discussed for Bai He Bing. So I just want to make that clear, that this is not the same. I'm taking the Bai He and I'm going with the Bai He Bing, but this, this formula today is not part of the Bai He Bing. However, it does include the same Chinese herb in an inspired me book of this disease category, as I just said. So what is Bai He Bing? The Jingwei, uh, which I use for short for the Jingwei Yaoloi Huan, says it can occur after febrile disease if residual heat is still present. That's one manifestation. The other one is it can also result, these are quotes from, the, from a translation of the Jingwei, it can also result from emotional frustration giving rise to depression that transforms into fire. So heat is a, is a necessary element for the Bai He Bing. This last emotion-based rationale is why is, it, is why it is included in the textbook Chinese Medical Psychiatry, a textbook and clinical manual. In this text, Flaws and Lake say, in this disease, the patient feels like eating, but is unable to eat. They feel like lying down, uh, for example, sleeping, but cannot lie down. They feel like moving, but cannot move. Their affect, you know, their mood, their, their, their affect is restless. But they also tend to be taciturn and speak little. They may feel cold without feeling cold, or they may feel hot without there being heat. In addition, there may be a bitter taste in the mouth, reddish urine, and a faint, rapid pulse. So, so bitter taste can be indicative of heat. Reddish urine, definitely indicative of heat. Rapid pulse, indicative of heat. That faint, rapid pulse may be indicative of yin deficiency, which makes sense. As we get into Baiha, you'll see why that might make some sense. Later, Flaws and Lake state, the Chinese medical literature on lily disease stipulates that individuals afflicted with this disorder typically have no physical signs or symptoms pointing to neurological or other kinds of medical disorders. The author suggests the signs and symptoms may be consistent with early or mild forms of Parkinson disease or Parkinsonism, as well as other neurological or mental health diseases such as multiple sclerosis other neurodegenerative disorders, somatoform disorders, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, and histrionic personality disorder. So this is an interesting grouping of, of potential Western diseases for that might explain some of the symptoms of Bai He Bing, but it may not be any of those Western medical diseases at all. It may just be strictly a Chinese approach to things. So I'm not always a big fan of equating Chinese diseases to Western diseases, but I do like that it kind of gives us some ideas, some flavor of this as we go along. The bottom line is that Bai He Bing is a fascinating classification of Chinese medical disease that has very interesting signs and symptoms. And they are all treated using various formulas based on lily bulbus or Bai He. With that introduction to this herb, let's look at today's formula 
which is not considered part of the disease. Just to reiterate, it's not considered part of the biohobing, this disease, but is interesting in its own right. So let's get into Baihogujin Tang. Uh, remember, I used two major texts that I look at for the formulas, and one is from Scheid and his team. Uh, and uh, they write, this formula acts to preserve and stabilize the function of the lungs, which is associated with the metal phase, and one of its chief herbs is lily bulb, or baihe, hence the name. So that's where the name of this comes from. Other names include paiho kuchin tang, and there's one in parentheses. Now that might sound a little bit different, but actually it's Wei Giles, and it's pronounced very similarly to the Baiha Gujintang. So even though it's spelled P-A-I, it's still Bai. Um, he, um, sometimes H-O can replace H-E. That's a little bit of a different one. K-U um, is actually pronounced Gu, so the, the K is pronounced as a G in Wei Giles. Chin, C-H-I-N, is again pronounced with a J sound in Wei Giles, so Jin, just as in our main formula and then of course tong meaning decoction wan means pill so sometimes you'll see those interchangeably used there's another one here beho gujin tong wan so again very similar but instead of by it's bay and it still has that hole uh, in there uh, some english names here that that could be their lily gold firming decoction pill uh, lily metal consolidation decoction or pill and lily combination so these are all names for the same Formula by Gujintang. This formula is in the subcategory of formulas that nourish and tonify the yin under the, the more uh, generic uh, category of formulas that tonify in general. So this is specifically nourish and tonify the yin under the tonify category of, of formulas. Chen Chen, which is that other textbook that I use for formulas, takes a different taxane. It is a nourishing and moistening formula subcategory under dryness relieving formula. So this, they, well, they, it does say it does tonify the yin, nourish the yin in its functions. It is not under that category in Chen and Chen. It's, it's uh, actually about relieving dryness and, and specifically nourishing and moistening formula. These are similar, those uh, significantly different approaches to categorizing this formula. And it's why I like to use different textbooks to come up with different rationales for this. So Scheid and his team says this formula nourishes the yin, moistens the lungs, transforms phlegm, and stops coughing. Chen and Chen similarly says it nourishes yin, moistens the lung, dissolves phlegm rather than transforms it, very similar, and stops coughing. So very similar actions, even though they put it in different categories. Scheid and his team says this formula can be used for coughing, with blood-streaked sputum, wheezing, a dry and sore throat, hot, hot palms and soles, as some would call five palms heat, um, which happens with yin deficiency in Chinese medicine, night sweats, a red tongue with little coating, and a thin, rapid pulse. They continued, this is internal dryness of the lungs due to lung and kidney yin deficiency with heat from deficiency. The lungs and kidneys are known respectively as the upper and lower sources of water. In this pattern, both are deficient as reflected in the dry throat, dry tongue with little coating and thin pulse. 
They continue, deficiency of yin always implies an excess of yang. This manifests as heat from deficiency that rises from the kidneys to cause a sore throat, steams the delicate uppermost organ, the lungs, and interferes with the regulation of lung chi, producing coughing and wheezing. Heat from deficiency also scorches the collaterals of the lungs, leading to blood-streaked sputum. The red tongue color and the rapid pulse are other classic signs of internal heat. Chen and Chen say this manifests as this formula uh, category manifests as yin deficiency of the lung and kidney, uh, cough with coughing, uh, with streaks of blood in the sputum, dry and sore throat, warm sensations in the palms and soles, steaming bones sensation, night sweats, red tongue body with little coating and a fine rapid pulse. So there's a lot of classic signs of yin deficiency in the Chinese medical indications here. Let's take a step back and go into the history just a little bit. So Scheid says, and his team says, the source for this formula is the writings for posterity of Zhou Zhenzai Zhai, from 1573. And Chen Chen says this formula was first mentioned in Yifang GJ, or Analytical Collection of Medical Formulas, by Wang Ong, in 1682. So this is another illustration of why it's important to look at several sources as these textbooks show different sources with over a hundred years difference between them. I try to look up other sources to figure out which is which and um, it really seemed to me that they were both referring to one or the other of these sources that I have. So none of them seem to be very um, uh, definitive to me. So I've put both of them in here as sources. But um, the idea is this is not er, not second century CE. So this is, you know, 1400 years, 13, 1400 years after the Bai He Bing, as we discussed earlier, was mentioned in the Jingue uh, Yao uh, Lue Fong. All right, let's get into the ingredients of this formula. There's a lot of ingredients in this formula. So the first one, of course, is in the name. Lily bulbous Bai He, uh, we're supposed to use 4.5 grams, though Chen and Chen say three grams rather than four and a half. Uh, there's a lot of discrepancies in the dosing in this formula between the two textbooks, which I find interesting as well. Baiha is in uh, the category of herbs that tonify the yin, so it's a tonify yin uh, herb. And uh, Shaid says, this is one of the chief herbs of this formula and moistens and nourishes dryness in the lungs and clears heat. Chen and Chen agree, saying it nourishes the yin, moistens the lung, dissolves phlegm, and stops coughing in this formula. Traditionally, the herb moistens the lungs, clears heat, and stops cough, and clears the heart and calms the spirit. So all of those, even including the heart and calm spirit, are probably useful in this formula, but the others are definitely more important for this formula. So that's the first herb, one of the chief herbs. Uh, our next herb is Romania radix, or Shengdi Huang. Uh, and this was nine grams or six grams in Chen and Chen. So nine grams in Shide and six grams in Chen and Chen. And it's in the category of herbs that cool the blood. Shide, his name say this is also one of the chief herbs, which strongly enriches the yin and tonifies the kidney. So you might be noticing that I'm not talking about what Chen and Chen is saying is the chief herbs. Chen and Chen in this formula does not have the, the category of the herbs. And 
more and more in modern times, this categorization of what herb is doing what in the formula is less and less important. It's still done, it's still taught, it's still even um, tested for on, on boards and what have you, but it's just not um, as emphasized as it may have been in the past. So um, uh, sometimes Shen Chen has them and sometimes they don't. And in this formula, they do not have which, which what kind of herbs are in this formula. So, but Scheid says this is one of the three. There's three chief herbs in this formula. So this is the second of those chief herbs and it strongly enriches the yin and tonifies the kidneys. It also performs the important function of cooling the blood and stop the bleeding. So remember we had some blood streaking happening with the with sputum. So this is helping that aspect of it. Chen Chen also say it nourishes yin, clears the deficiency fire, cools the blood and stops bleeding. So very similar. Now our third herb, uh, third herb and our third chief herb is very interesting because what this is Romania radix preparata or Shu Di Wang, which is the exact same herb we just had. The difference is one is fresh and one is prepared. And it's in, in my experience, it's kind of rare to see that combination in a formula and to have a, both of them be chief herbs in a formula. So it's, it's kind of an interesting use of this. And both Chen Shen and Chen, uh, uh, Chen, Chen and, and Shide and his team say nine grams of the Shu Di Wang, the prepared uh, uh, formula, is, is the prepared form of Romania is what we should be using. Now, the fresh or unprepared cools the blood, is in the cool the blood category. This prepared form is actually in the category of herbs that tonify the blood. So this is a little bit more tonifying, still cools, a little bit more tonifying than the fresh, which is better at cooling the blood. So Scheid says this is the third chief herb for this formula. It is a very powerful tonic for the liver and kidney yin. And they continue to say, in concert with Shen Di Wang, is also especially helpful in treating fire due to yin deficiency. So it's it's an interesting herb because it's in both of them are in blood categories. One cool the blood, one tonify the blood, but it's often used to nourish the yin uh, as well. It has that function as well. So um, it's uh, helpful in treating fire due to yin deficiency. Chen Chen say it nourishes yin, clears the deficiency fire. So again, very similar. And traditionally, it tonifies the blood, nourishes the yin, and tonifies the essence according to one of our herbal uh, textbooks, uh, Bensky and his team. So there you go. So there's not many herbs that will tonify the essence, not many plant sources that will tonify the essence. So this is one of those. So very powerful and useful herb. Our next herb in this formula is Ophiophagonus radix or Maimendong. Uh, and both sources say 4.5 grams should be used. And this is in the nourish yin category of herbs. Again, this is a nourish yin formula, so we should have a lot of herbs in the nourish yin category of herbs. According to Scheid, it's one of the deputies, so this is not a chief herb, it's a deputy herb. One of these days I'll get into all the different classifications of herbs and learn something different. Uh, and it is an important herb for tonifying the yin, especially that of the upper burner, which is where the lungs are located, so that makes sense. It also potentiates the actions of Bai He on the lungs and the yin tonifying actions of the two other chief herbs. Chen and Chen say this herb, along with Bai He and Bei Mu, which we're about to mention, nourishes the yin, moistens the lung, dissolves phlegm, and stops coughing. Our next herb is Scrofularia radix or Xuan Shen. 
Uh, both agreed 2.4 grams of this is, is used, uh, which is a low dose. We'll, we'll see when we compare it if that holds still. And this is in the formula of herbs that cool the blood. So we have a lot of cool the blood category herbs in this formula. So Scheid and his team state this is the other deputy herb and helps the kidney water ascend to the lungs and is extremely useful in clearing fire from deficiency and treating steaming bone condition. So steaming bone condition is one of the traditional sort of conditions that might be used, that this formula may be used for. Uh, and, you know, I, again, I don't like that going from a Chinese disease into a Western disease, but often steaming bone condition is, is associated with tuberculosis. So um, this could be a tuberculosis formula from a Chinese point of view. So could be, could be ginger about this. So Chen and Chen say it cools the blood, clears the deficiency fire, and moistens dryness. Then we get to that Beimu, Fritillaria bulbus, Beimu. Uh, 4.5 grams, though Chen and Chen say 3 grams in this formula. And this is a totally different category than we've actually used in this formula. This one is in the herbs that cool and transform phlegm heat category. So this is helping that phlegm, that sputum that is coming up in this formula. It is an assistant herb for the formula, according to Scheid and his team. And they specifically say Fritillaria serosa bulbus, or Chuan Beimu, um, moistens the lungs, transforms phlegm, and stops coughing. So there's two major types of Beimu, uh, and we're supposed to be in this formula using Chuan Beimu. So this is one of that. It's not a cheap herb, but a very useful herb, an effective herb. Our next herb, there's a lot of herbs I said in this, in this formula, is Platycode radix or Jigong. And again, 2.4 grams, both sources agree. And this is also in that warm herbs that, well, actually it's not in, the other one was uh, herbs that cool and transform phlegm heat. This is in the opposite of that warm herbs that transform cold phlegm. So both are treating phlegm. One's treating warm phlegm, this is treating cold phlegm. And is another assistant. It facilitates the movement of lung chi and stops coughing, especially when combined with Chuan Bei Mu. Even though they're in different categories, they work very well together, the Chuan Bei Mu and the Jie Gong. This is one of the major herbs for stopping coughing, so this will help that as well. So according to Chen and Chen, it smooths the lung qi, relieves coughing, and dissolves phlegm. Our next herb, very useful, important herb, we've had a spurbs herbs on this, is Angelica sinensis radix, or Donggui. And this is 9 grams, according to Scheid, and th only 3 grams, according to Chen and Chen. And this is in the category of herbs that tonify the blood. So why are there so much blood herbs in this yin formula? Because the blood and the yin are related. And so if you tonify the blood, you're also supporting the yin and vice versa. So they, they often overlap when we use these new formulas. So Scheid and his team say it is another assistant herb. And along with Bai Xiao, which we're going to get into next, it nourishes the blood to support the yin. They continue to say in ancient materia medica, Donggui was regarded as being useful in stopping coughs. Not really, like this says, not really one of the thoughts we have in modern usage of Donggui, but in ancient usage, that was, that's an interesting aspect of this for this formula. Similarly, Chen and Chen combine the functions of Donggui and Bai Xiao in this formula as nourishing the yin and blood. So again, we're tonifying the blood to 
tonify the nourish the unit as well. And here's that Baishao Peony Radix Alba or Baishao. Uh, again, Shite says nine grams and Chinachan says three grams. This is normally in the tonify the blood category. It's another assistant herb. Traditionally, it nourishes the yin, curbs liver yang, and alleviates pain. Interesting that traditionally it nourishes the yin. It doesn't even talk about tonify the blood, even though it's in the tonify blood category. Shide also says, and their team says, another way of viewing the actions of Bai Shao and Dong Gui is that by calming the liver, they protect the lungs from violation. So that's an interesting way to, to look at this. Our next herb, and I think it is, it is our last herb, is Glycerisere Radix Preparata Licorice uh, Juragansau. This is prepared licorice, or, or as we like to say, honey fried licorice. And both sources say three grams for this formula. Now, this is in the, the category of herbs that tonify the chi. Uh, very useful for that category. Shide and his team say it is an envoy herb. So this is one of the lowest rankings of herbs in a formula. It's still important in a formula. And it harmonizes the actions of the other herbs and in combination with jaygong, that's that stop coughing herb, improves the condition of the throat. Chen and Chen similarly say it and jaygong helps to relieve the sore throat. So they both agree. Not one of the first thoughts I have when I think about jirgan sao is helping the throat, um, but uh, in this case, it definitely is. And I can see where it would. So how do we prepare this formula? Standard preparation is to prepare it as a decoction. So decoction is a water extraction, a boiling water extraction. Shide and their team say, at present, most practitioners use two to three times the specified dose. And some texts advise to increase the dosage of Baiha to 24 grams. That's a big dose of an herb. Not unheard of for specific herbs, but generally that's a pretty large dose of, of an herb. Chuanbeimu is generally the species of fritillaria used, as I've mentioned already. Again, that is one of the more expensive uh, herbs uh, out there and, uh, uh, and definitely one of the more expensive choices for fritillaria, but it is one of the most effective of the herbs that are here. So there you go for what it does. All right, let's talk about some commentary. We have a lot of commentary on this formula, um, which helps explain it and, and put it into context. So according to Scheid, uh, and his team, they have a lot of commentary on this. This formula was originally composed to treat consumptive disorders. So if you're not, fam not familiar with that term, consumptive disorders or consumption, that is an old term for tuberculosis. So that's where we get back into that steaming bone disorder, which is sort of the Chinese name for what we would consider tuberculosis. So uh, originally composed to treat consumptive disorders affecting the lungs that are caused by underlying kidney yin deficiency. In Clectinea of Investigations from the Realm of Medicine, the Qing Dynasty physician Wang Fu, so Qing Dynasty is relatively one of the more modern, it is the one before you know, the Republic, so um, it is definitely a more modern dynasty. Uh, so the Qing Dynasty physician Wang Fu provides a detailed explanation of the strategy underlying its composition. And here's a quote from that book, a translation from that book, which was in Shide and their team. So in chapter eight of basic questions, so basic questions refers to the Wang Di Nei Jing uh, and Su Wen. Uh, that's the basic questions portion of the Wang Di Nei Jing, which is the first existing book on Chinese medicine. 
Uh, so very very important book in Chinese medicine. So in chapter eight of the basic questions, it states that the lungs hold the office of prime minister and are the issuer of management regulation. Its location close to the heart makes it innately antagonistic to fire. If lung metal clarifies and clears fire and the five yin organs are calm, the lung chi is not restrained by its natural aversion to fire. Hence, it is able to exercise its charge of management and regulation in a spontaneous and unhurried manner. She is then governed and disorders characterized by dispersal and rebelliousness will not exist. When the lungs become deficient, their charge of man management is no longer regulated and they are incapable of generating chi. However, by their nature, the lungs have much chi and little blood and are easily impaired by dryness. If a person's kidney water is exhausted or impaired, the ministerial fire flares upward. Although metal generates water, this is insufficient to triumph over fire. This is the cause of lung consumption. Contrary to the normal physiological function outlined above, this is a situation where lung deficiency arises because of kidney deficiency and lung function is overexerted. In its composition, this formula thus focuses on controlling fire so that it does not punish metal. Secondarily, it assists metal so that it can generate kidney water below. This is why the intention, also expressed in the formula's name, is ultimately to preserve metal. So that's a very long quote. Very, some of it's very technical uh, in its approach, but I think it explains what's going on with this formula very well. So Scheid and their, and, and their team and their commentary continue to say, in practice, the formula is thus more suitable for treating cases of chronic cough or throat pain accompanied by blood loss, the former indicating yin deficiency, the latter the uncontrolled upward movement of fire. Once these symptoms have abated, a different strategy should be selected. Following the advice of Fei Bo Xiang, Another Qing Dynasty physician in discussion of medical formulas, Li Zhai said, after clearing, me clearing metal, one must urgently attend to the mother. This understanding is outstanding. I therefore say, when the throat pain has been entirely alleviated, one should urgently nurture earth to generate metal. So this is, <coughs> we've talked about a lot of different, we've talked about metal, earth, fire, these are all water, these are all, um, parts of the five elements, and there's a generating and protecting cycle of the five elements, which we're not going to get into today. But that's what they're referring to in this case, is that earth engenders uh, metal, metal engenders water. So that might put some of what we've, we just heard in context, uh, but it's probably a little bit more than we need to get into today. Chen Chen also have some commentary on this formula. Uh, and they say, Bai He Gu Jin Tang, treats cough with blood-streaked sputum, yet it purposely excludes herbs that stop bleeding in its formulation. Bleeding in this case is caused by the kidney and lung yin deficiencies with deficiency fire flaring upward and injuring the channels and collaterals, leading to symptoms such as dry and painful throat. Um, Wu Xin Ru, which literally translates as five center heat. That's that five palms I was talking about earlier, which is an indication of yin deficiency. Steaming bone sensation, which again, 
um, we refer to as potentially tuberculosis or something along those lines. Night sweats and a red tongue with a scanty coating. Herbs used in this formula focus on nourishing yin and cooling deficiency fire. By treating the cause of the bleeding, there is no need to add additional herbs to stop bleeding. When yin is nourished, the bleeding will stop automatically. So in other words, the bleeding is happening from the, from the heat coming from the yin deficiency. So if we treat the yin deficiency, we're automatically cooling the body and stopping the bleeding from happening. So we don't need to do a lot. In fact, there are no herbs in here that stop bleeding specifically. Let's talk about some modifications of this formula. <coughs> there are a ton of modifications. I could spend a whole hour just going over all the modifications. So I generally don't. I usually highlight a few things if I can. In this case, I'm not doing a lot because I'd rather spend a little bit more time on comparisons of this formula with other formulas. So just a little bit. <coughs> so many modifications as well as derivative formulas are based on this formula. Scheid and his team discuss one uh, associated formula uh, and that is augment qi and clear the metal decoction or yi qi ching jin tang for heat from constraint in the lung channel as well as throat problems caused by harm to the qi from excessive speaking. Given my coughing today, I might need that after today's session. Um, but uh, So that's an interesting formula. And again, it's a associated, very similar to but slightly different formula than what we're talking about overall here. Let's talk about some comparisons. There's a few formulas that are compared with, with uh, the Baiha Gujin Tang. So the first of these is tonify the lungs decoction with acide gelatin or Bufe Ajiao Tang. So according to Scheid and his team, while similar, Baiha Gujin Tang possesses stronger yin nourishing actions. Bufe Ajiao Tang focuses on clearing heat and stopping the bleeding. So less on the yin nourishing, more on the, the heat and bleeding side of things. Chen Chen also compared these formulas. Again, that's sort of unique when the all the textbooks kind of compare similar formulas. And it happened a lot in this in this formula. So Chen Chen say Bai Bai Gu Tang treats lung and kidney yin deficiencies with deficiency heat rising and accompanying signs such as Wu Xin Re, the five center heat that we've been talking about, steaming bone sensation, and night sweats. While Bufei A Jiao Tang is designed for lung yin deficiency with fire with chief complaints of cough with dyspnea, so that's trouble, trouble breathing, and sputum that is not profuse in amount and a superficial fine and rapid pulse. So um, both Scheid and Chen Chen are comparing these two formulas. They're saying slightly different things. I think um, we can say that the Bufei Jiao Tang is better for more heat in there, um, but uh, and and then the uh, the uh, uh, Baihu Gujintang is more for the yin deficiency side of things, um, but there's a lot of overlap between these formulas. One of the the things to think about is a Jiao Tang a Jiao the herb in this formula is acide gelatin is is made from from donkeys. And so some people who are um, vegan or opposed to using uh, animal products, that would be a very good indication not to use that formula. Uh, though uh, the, the, the differences are there. They're just a little bit subtle between these two formulas.
the other formula, there's, there's a couple more formulas that are compared. The next one is clear dryness and rescue the lungs decoction or Qingzhao Zhao Fei Tang, according to Shaid and his team. Both of these formulas moisten and nourish the lung yin. However, Baihe Gujin Tang only nourishes the lung and kidney yin and treats fire from deficiency with throat pain as one of its main symptoms. Qingzhao Zhou Fei Tang, which augments the qi and has a slight exterior releasing action, also addresses injury to the qi and yin. However, its main action is in clearing excess heat from the qi aspect. So the qi aspect gets into a whole other aspect of Chinese medicine. Um, there's a, a way to break down an external attack. We've talked about the the six stages before in in, in our in our uh, wanderings with with spur observers, but we haven't quite gotten into the four levels yet. And so that chi aspect is part of that four levels. We'll get into that at some point in the near future. So there you go. Then uh, there's another formula: Fritillaria and Trichosanthus fruit powder, or Beimu Gualosan. Uh, so that's the Beimu, that's the Chuan Beimu we've been talking about to a certain extent already. So according to Shide and his team, both of these formulas treat lung dryness with phlegm. However, Beimu Gualosan primarily transforms phlegm and is used when the phlegm is severe, the dryness is not intense, and the yin is not yet deficient. So in other words, this is a more of a florid sort of condition and not have the weakness of the yin deficiency. By contrast, Baihe Gujintang focuses on moistening the lungs and is used when the dryness is more severe than the phlegm and the yin is already deficient. So those would be the, the differences between those two. All right, and then finally, we have a three-way fight for uh, which formula should be used. This was interesting because all three of these formulas were discussed in Shide as, as well as in Chen and Chen. So we got to have both textbooks on uh, all three of these formulas. So the two formulas that we're talking about here and compared with Baihu, uh, Baihu Gu Jintang is precious jade syrup or Chiang Yu Dao and Ophiopagonis decoction or Maimin Dong Tang. Remember, Maimin Dong is part of this formula that we have right now, the Baihe Gu Jintang. So according to Shide and his team, all of these formulas nourish the yin and moisten the lungs to treat dry cough. Maimin Dong Tang focuses on treating lung and stomach yin. So that's part, that's part of the difference. Stomach is now included. Yin, in order to direct the qi and fire that have rebelled upward and accumulated in the lungs downward again. So it's trying to push the, the fire the downwards. The formula is thus indicated for coughing of frothy saliva or vomiting. So as soon as vomiting, we know there's stomach in involvement, so Maimon Dong Tong might be the better choice here. Baihe Gu Jin Tong focuses on tonifying the kidney and lung yin in order to clear the fire of deficiency from flaring upward. The formula is thus indicated for cough with blood-streaked phlegm. The Qiang Yu Gao focuses on enriching desiccated lungs and kidneys accompanied by spleen deficiency. So one's stomach, one's spleen. It can be difficult to Chinese medicine to kind of shift those two to know what exactly which one is which because they often are attached. They're, they're yin-yang pairs of organs. So, But this formula is, is indicated for a dry cough without any phlegm in weak and frail patients. So this is a more frail patient is when you would use the Qiang Yu Gao with yin deficiency and 
or cheat efficiency aspects of it. Uh, Chen Chen also compares these three formulas. Uh, so they say Baihe Gujintang tonifies lung and kidney in and clears deficiency heat is most effective for cough and streaks of blood in the sputum. Uh, they say Cheng Yu Gao nourishes lung yin and tonifies spleen qi. So very similar. It's primarily used to treat dry, non-productive cough caused by chronic deficiency and debility. So I, you know, I'm, as I'm reading this, as I think about this, I think of this more from a Western point of view. This might be better for a chronic bronchitis kind of patient. Um, though often with chronic bronchitis, they can bring up something, um, but it seems like uh, that would be in the realm of that. So um, the third formula, Maimandong Tong, according to Chen Chen, tonifies lung and stomach in. So again, no differences between how Chen Chen and Shai and his team look at the overall uses of these formulas. Just slightly different why we might use it. So, so, they so Maimandong Tong tonifies lung and stomach in and redirects abnormally rising qi downward. It is used to treat cough with difficult to expectorate sputum and vomiting with lack of appetite. So as soon as that vomiting, you have that stomach aspect in it, then we want to be thinking about Maima Dong Tong. And again, both Chen and Chen and Shide and his team seem to be very similar in their approaches on, on this. All right. So that's comparisons. There's a lot of comparisons, but I think they're, they're useful to kind of highlight things. So what are some biomedical indications for these formulas? I've kind of referred to a few as we've gone along. But let's look at it. So uh, according to Scheid and his team, this formula is used for several biomedical conditions, including chronic bronchitis, which I just mentioned. If you don't remember um, uh, you know, chronic bronchitis, that's the blue bloaters, if you've ever heard of, of um, the blue bloaters um, versus the um, pink puffers, which is emphysema. Um, so it's sort of a shorthand for medicines and because they tend to, blue bloaters tend to be blue and larger and lots of, of um, they're blue from lack of oxygen, things along those lines. So chronic bronchitis is the blue bloaters. Uh, bronchiectasis, this is where there's um, some consolidation of the lungs. There's some fluid in the lungs. Um, so that's, that's not a good thing. Um, chronic pharyngitis, so that's, that's uh, throat pain, chronic throat pain, uh, sore throat. Spontaneous pneumothorax. So pneumothorax is where the, the lung is, is, um, has a hole in it and the, and the actual lung can collapse because of air differentials between the lung, inside the lung and outside of the lung. Um, and a spontaneous pneumothorax means it happens without any particular injury or any, any particular cause, which you know, spontaneous pneumothorax is the most common type of, of pneumothorax. So um, definitely uh, is an issue there. There's core pulmonale, um, which is where there is right-sided heart failure, which pushes back onto the lung. So this is involves the lungs and the heart. Silicosis, which is um, a, a condition of, of um, totally blanking on what the substance is. It's right on the top of my tongue, but it, it, it's in the lungs. Not a good thing, and it, it causes a condition. And as we've talked about, pulmonary tuberculosis is one of the one of the things here that we're we can be worried about. So Chen and Chen say it can treat cough, bronchiectasis, chronic bronchitis, coropulmonale, pneumothorax, flu, all these things, pulmonary tuberculosis, but they add in lung cancer, 
Um, they do have pharyngitis, which is sore throat. Hemoptysis, which is spitting up of blood or coughing up of blood, actually, coughing up of blood. Of course, coughing. Asthma, it says it can be used in asthma. And diabetes mellitus, which is interesting. It can be used in diabetes, uh, which is an interesting use of this formula. But we do put an aspect of yin deficiency often with diabetes, so it does make a bit of sense that this could potentially, I don't think it would be my number one choice, um, not that I'm, I particularly have a number one choice for treating diabetes with Chinese medicine. Um, I usually, of course, in most things, I, I diagnose the patient and then decide what's the correct formula based on their diagnosis. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the science uh, and studies that have been done on this formula. There have been some Chinese studies as reported by Chen and Chen. Uh, uh, they show some benefit in the following conditions. Cough. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised because cough is one of the main uses for this. And yet they, they really only talked about one study that had an N of 30. And N means number of subjects of 30. 30 is a very low number. That's We basically say before you can actually start to apply uh, statistics to a study, you need to have between 30 and 40 patients in a study. So 30 is the kind of the bare minimum for a, a trial. Um, and I would think there would be a lot bigger studies uh, that, would that would look at cough. Uh, but there you go. Bronchiectasis was looked at in 50 patients. Pneumothorax in 30 patients. Again, smaller number. Pulmonary tuberculosis, 30 patients. Not huge. Um, but that was the study from Chen Chen. I did do a search uh, and see if there was any other studies that were on this formula. I did find a recent study in 2020. Uh, remember that Chen Chen was written in 2009, so obviously wouldn't cover this. Recent study by Gu and Zhu in 2020 within, with uh, 100 subjects showed better subjective signs and symptoms with combining tuberculosis medication with this formula than the medication alone. I kind of like these kind of studies where we're giving them our regular medicine that we would give them but we're adding in a Chinese formula and seeing if there's a difference with that, with the Chinese formula. And in this case, they did. They said it was better. The, the one thing about this, which was interesting, though, is better subjective signs and symptoms. So they gave a survey to the patient. And they had, you know, half the people or approximately half the people with the herbal formula, half the people without the herbal formula. And they compared the, the surveys, you know, their symptoms. And there was a clear, yes, if they were given the herbal formula, there was a clear benefit to the herbal formula in addition to the medicine. But what was interesting is when they started to look for objective markers, so they started to look at antibodies and things they could tell in the blood, there was no difference between the two uh, groupings, which I thought was very interesting because like, here's a bunch of people saying, I feel better when I'm taking these herbs, and yet there's nothing in the blood between these two groups that was, was different. Um, so I, I find that really fascinating and, and it, it brings me back to a point that I say off, often when I talk about Chinese medicine and, and studies, which is um, even if we don't know why it works and if patients are telling us it's work, who cares? You know, it's like, you know, a lot of people, one of the, our, our skeptics will say the placebo plays a role in Chinese medicine. And, and, I, and I go, and? <laughs> and so does it matter? If, if our patients feel better, I don't care. I disagree with it. I don't think it's placebo. But if it were placebo, is that such a bad thing? Um, so studies like this are interesting to me um, because they're showing something that's a little bit different. And I need to get more into this study. I need to see if it was randomly controlled. And more importantly, was it double-blinded? 
So did the, the patients knew they were getting herbs? In that case, they might be a little bit more uh, positive on the survey. So e again, 100 is not bad, but it's not a huge study. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that a more recent study had looked at tuberculosis and, and this formula. So, all right, that was a little long-winded, but it was good. <laughs> so um, there was also some positive results in lung cancer with an N of 38, 38 subjects. And here's that diabetes mellitus uh, study. And there was 46 patients or subjects in that study. Um, and I, 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 this was reported from Chen Chen, and I didn't put whether this is type 1 or type 2. I'm assuming type 2, but um, when we assume, we don't do good things for you or me. So <laughs> let's not assume that this was type 2. Um, but there you go. So those are that's the science behind this. Again, when I went in and did research to see if I can find some more studies on this, there weren't many studies on this formula. You know, these were all, most of these were from uh, in Chinese uh, and were from Chinese studies and were a little bit older. And I, I didn't see anything more modern uh, that was in English. And so that's part of the issue that when I look up these formulas, there's often a lot in Chinese, which I don't really have access to. Um, I, I, I read a touch of Chinese, but not to the point where I can translate a study or anything along those lines. So, um, yeah, it's difficult for me to find really good studies on this stuff, is my point in English. Now, let's talk briefly about drug herb interactions. There are a few herbs in here that are known um, to be potential, uh, to potentially interact with herbs. The first one of those is gansao or licorice. Um, again, we're using jirgansa or, or honey prepared, honey fried um, gansao. There really is not a whole bunch of a difference between uh, honey fried and, and non-honey fried when it comes to interactions. And it says it may increase blood pressure. Uh, if you're looking at this, it has a little C behind it. C is the level of evidence for it, and that's on the scale of A, B, C, and D. So C is fairly low evidence. D is the lowest uh, evidence. Um, so fairly low evidence that this may increase blood pressure especially with some of these herbs, uh, often when we use it in a combination of formulas, it, that, that tendency to increase blood pressure is mitigated. So, but it is important for us to keep in mind as we, as we do this. Uh, there are several herbs that affect various cytochrome P450 isozymes or types of enzymes. If you're not familiar with cytochrome P450, I talk a lot about them in my drug-herb interaction courses. This is a major target for drug-herb interaction. So any herb or drug that affects cytochrome P450 can be a potential for interactions, and especially uh, P450 subtype 3A4. So um, Dongwe inhibits 1A2 and 3A4. Gansau, the licorice, induces 2C9 and 3A4. I don't care about 1A2, I don't care about 2C9, I do care about 3A4. Shen Diwang induces 3A4. Shu Diwang induces 1A2 and 3A4. So there's a lot here that may affect 3A4, which is in a potential indication for drug-herb interaction. So we do need to be careful about drug-herb interactions with this formula. Uh, again, if you want to know more about this, you know, definitely check out my, my, some of my, my courses on that, and that will help clear that out. And finally, Dongwe may inhibit P-glycoprotein. So P-glycoprotein is a transport protein and is a uh, more recent but still very important target of drug-herb interaction research. Uh, so anything that in, uh, affects P-glycoprotein has the potential to 
or an increased risk of drug or interaction. So Dongwe may be in that. So y bottom line is there's lots of potential interactions uh, with uh, drugs and herbs with this formula if someone's on a, on a drug. So, you know, talk, you know, learn about it, figure out how to, to assess and, and the risk and, and uh, mitigate it if possible. And there are definitely methods, and I talk about those. Or get someone to help you if you want to add this into a, uh, a regimen, a drug regimen as well. So there are some, some issues to worry about with drug or interactions here. All right, let's talk about some overall concerns for this formula. So Shied and his team say most of the herbs in this formula are of a sweet, cold, and cloying nature. For this reason, it should be used with caution or modified using herbs that strengthen the spleen and regulate the chi in cases with spleen deficiency or food stagnation. So remember, we have that other formula that's better if there's spleen deficiency. And so, you know, kind of look at that formula if you're in this realm of, of looking at this formula, but there is some, some issues with digestion or, or chi deficiency. Failure to do so may result in indigestion or diarrhea. It should not be used for patients with exterior conditions. This is a strictly interior sort of formula. We did mention as a comparison, one of the formulas a little bit better for exterior type conditions. So keep that in mind. Chen Chen echoes some of these concerns saying Bai He Gu Jin Tang is contraindicated in patients in whom coughing is characterized by excess conditions. So remember, Bai He Gu Jin Tang is about deficiency, yin deficiency. So if you're excess, that isn't good. Many herbs in this formula are hard to digest since they are cold, sweet, and heavy in nature. The, therefore, patients with spleen deficiency characterized by loose stools, abdominal fullness, and pain, and poor appetite should use this formula with caution. So again, those are our cautions and concerns for this formula, but not too bad overall. As long as you're doing your diagnosis correctly, this is a good formula to use. So in summary, that was today's formula by He Gujintang, and a very interesting formula. I'm, I'm really happy I chose it. It's not a formula that I use frequently, and so I'm always um, fascinated and, and want to get into it. So we started by discussing Baiha Bing, also known as 100 Union Disease or Lily Bulb Disease. Then we got into the formula, including its ingredients, commentary, the science, our concerns and cautions, as well as its potential drug interaction. All in all, another exploration of an interesting Chinese formula. So I appreciate you guys sticking in there. We'll get to the thank you in just a second. So but before that, let's talk about our next episode because we do this every two weeks. So next, uh, in, in two weeks, we are going to be looking at one of the most important herbs in the Chinese pharmacopoeia, prepared Romania or Shudiwang, Romania radix preparata. Not only was this herb in today's formula, we talked about this herb. It is an incredibly important and commonly used herb in many tonic and gynecological formulas. And as always, we will look at something a little different. So please join us in two weeks for another interesting, and in this case, absolutely foundational episode. This is an herb that every herbalist, Chinese herbalist, needs to know and needs to know very well. And we probably do, but let's see if we can learn something a little bit more or even remind us of some of the things we may have already learned about this herb in two weeks. Thank you very much. Appreciate you you uh, sticking with us and going through this this interesting formula. 
do have a big favor. If you could ask, if you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app. We're in all the big ones, you know, so please uh, give us five stars. That'd be awesome. And we thank you for that. And do remember you can get this that we discussed today and 30% off our drug herb series, CEUs, continuing education units and NCCAOM. That's the national certification commission of acupuncture and oriental medicine. PDAs or professional development activities at www.integrativemedicinecouncil.org. Again, that's www.integrativemedicinecouncil, that's C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org, uh, O-R-G. And if you want that 30% off, just put a slash 32 behind that, and you can get that 30% off of those first two Drug Herb Series courses. And, of course, you can always get in touch with me at drgreg at spurbsherbs.com or at our website, www.spurbsherbs.com. That's spurbsherbs, S-P-E-R-B-S-H-E-R-B-S dot com. So thank you very much. appreciate you guys hanging in there with me and learning a lot about a very interesting formula and formula family. As usual, we have a bibliography. And with that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you again. The proceeding was presented by Dr. Greg Sperber. We would like to thank Janelle for all her support and everybody else who contributed to this program. Janelle. Timothy, Timothy Dobbins, Dobbins, Rogers, Campbell.